0: Here's a message from Ken LaVica.
1: Athletes have a responsibility and should have a responsibility to meet with the press. But there's also a reality where Naomi Osaka is still competing in the French Open. Those two things can be the same. Coquel hit the open. On your mark. Get it.
0: Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063.
2: Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program.
0: No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. <laughs>
1: Well, Winpo, I'm not meeting with the media, I'll take your punishment to I'm no longer in the French Open. Tennis, front and center because the biggest star in the women's game is no longer competing in one of the premier tournaments in the sport. And it did not, absolutely did not have to be this way. Ken LeVick alive featuring Coquel. It is good to be back with all of you coming off of the long weekend. Hope you had a great long weekend. Oh! I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say that. Here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Siri. Hey, Google Play. ESPN 106.3. And John Levine, accident and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off the Intracoastal. Uh, And I I will say this, before we we really dig into this Naomi Osaka saga, it's always good to see Kokel But it's really good to see Coquel today and to talk to all of you and to be back with all of you. Because when you're a parent and Coquel has a four-year-old, including a nine-year-old, I have a four-year-old and a three-year-old. When it gets to three-day weekends like this, (laughs) I am just wondering... When does it get to the point age-wise where you're not desperately praying on Sunday morning for your work, your next work day to come? What age do you your kids have to get to to where you're not dreading the extra day that Monday and you have one more day of trying to survive your kids? My poor wife too, I mean just run ragged and her and I on the same page. We were like, "Huh." Oh. This three-day weekend is impossible. What age can you actually manage a three-day weekend with kids? Like, Is it 10, 11, 12? They, what, when can I
3: enjoy a three-day weekend? My kids need to move out. They need to get jobs, <laughs> get an apartment, and move out. It's
1: time. It's some responsibility.
3: Yeah, like freeloaders I mean freeloaders.
1: Good lord, It's just and just
3: cause you're bored Doesn't mean I have to get up And get know, you food
1: I know it's Like the, you're not
3: hungry You already
1: ate It's the screaming You're bored It's the yelling It's the Like you've got a sister In your case You've got a brother Go play with the sibling That's what they're there for It's why we It's why we do, We put in the work To bring you the second one
3: I was such a bad parent too By Monday I just wanted nothing To do with them But mm-hmm. I gave them Their tablets Their TVs <laughs> The case of video games Put it all in their rooms so they, they had those two, they also here! have a second tablet, yeah. and they still told me they have nothing I to know, do and man. asked me to play with I them. Know. No, I don't want to
1: play with you. I'm telling you, every I'm not single, here. I'm not a clown. Every I'm not here for your entertainment. Every single uh, situation like that, every single weekend like that, makes me fully understand why my parents sometimes uh, had the emotions they had towards me and my sister. I get it now. I... Get it now.
3: I just don't oh. understand. And how you can complain. You have nothing to do. Your system itself, I bought like nine games that are inside the system. Right. There's like 50 cartridges I know because I step on them all day yeah. long. Cycle Because you don't it. put them away. Just Cycle play throw. different games. Yeah.
1: like not telling me you're bored. You have 47 different My Little Pony uh, toys. Play with them. And that's okay. such a
3: bad parenting move that I make schoolwork be like a punishment thought. I-Ready is like the big reading and math program. I'm like, are you bored? Let's go do some I-Ready. Like, that's how I get them to finally leave me alone, and then all of a sudden they're not bored anymore.
1: (laughs) Uh, Hey, but desperation calls for uh, measures like that. And, man, is it good to be back. I mean, I fully appreciate employment, uh, especially when it comes off of a three-day weekend. Ooh, boy. I was going to opt out of parenting. (laughs) Just opt out? Yeah, Yeah, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, you're not going to – you'll become a restricted parenting-free agent. That's it. I'm
3: done. I I just –
1: it's too much. Yeah. And
3: I and I took the kids to a my wife had a full day Sunday by herself, but that <laughs> didn't didn't seem to change the, her motivation on Monday to really jump in. <laughs> uh, I took the kids to a friend's house all day long and it could come Monday, it still was where's daddy.
1: I am uh, like, uh, come I, on. I tell you, man, I can hear the disdain in your voice and I feel it. I I feel it and I understand it. Ken LaVica live featuring Coquel and Naomi Osaka. We talked about her last week, Coquel, when she made the announcement she wasn't going to meet with the French Open. And we did the show that every other sports talk radio show in America is doing today should athletes have to meet with the media? We covered this. Day one of Naomi Osaka with that social media post to the French Open saying, I mean, no disrespect, but for my mental health, I'm not going to meet with the media.
3: Which you came back and said she has to. And you you caused
1: her to opt out of the French Open. Yes, this is all my fault. But you
3: basically said she has
1: to do it. You are the guy who made her do it. I I believe that there is a responsibility for athletes uh, in a, who, who make a ton of money and do so largely because of what fans are pumping into the sport. There's a level of accountability that needs to be had in sports. There needs to be immediate reaction. It needs to be post-game. There needs to be explanations because this is a give and take. Uh, you perform at a high level for big-time money, which Naomi Osaka does for prestige. People come out and, in large part, are paying um, uh, at least a portion of what you're making out on an annual basis, and it's just like politics, it's just like anything along those lines, uh, you need to be held accountable. And that's where the press comes in, and that's where post-game press conferences and post-match Press conferences come. Naomi Osaka, though, announces yesterday that because of her ongoing mental health issues, and that is very serious and wildly important, and something that, honestly, uh, it it hits very close to me for a multitude of reasons. And Coquel, I mean, we both have had our own struggles, and uh, we've discussed it, and we haven't hidden from it. But Naomi Osaka has decided that she is withdrawing from the French Open. As opposed to continually taking fines or even being expelled from the tournament, she has decided she's not going to play in the French Open. So this started with Naomi Osaka saying, I'm not meeting with the press. Uh, You had Rafael Nadal come out and express support for Osaka a couple of days ago, but also go on to say, I feel that it's a responsibility of the sport to meet with reporters after matches. Osaka, the way she handled this, I think it was a bit clunky, and I think that her, I think that her, her motivations were obviously um, important and correct, but I think it could have been done less clunky than it became. Naomi Osaka not meeting with the media and then ultimately withdrawing from the French Open because of the backlash, because of the reaction to not meeting with the media. How should Naomi Osaka have handled the French Open? How should Naomi Osaka? have handled the French Open? Is there an alternative way in which she should have handled this? And also, basic, we'll go back to last week, should athletes have to speak to the media? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Or tweet at the show at ESPN West Palm. How should Naomi Osaka have handled the French Open, and should athletes have to speak to the media? I think that where Naomi Osaka went wrong here and I'm trying to be sensitive to her mental plight right now. And she says that this is something that has affected her for quite some time. She has anxiety especially when it comes to public speaking, especially in front of the media. I get that. And she do you remember Ricky Williams when he first got into the league coquel and he has to wear his helmet with the visor and people made fun of him. Press made fun of him. Fans made fun of him. But that's a very, very real thing. That's the only way he could do post-game press conferences or uh, meet in the scrums after practice with his helmet on. And we saw that he eventually, the spotlight was too much for him. He went on the hiatus, and uh, he pretty much, for the most part, derailed his NFL career before coming back and needing to recoup some of that money from the Dolphins and doing so on the field. Um, This is important stuff. It is. But I'm not quite sure that a social media post was the way to do this because it appeared to catch Roland Garros, and that's where the French Open is played. It appeared to to catch them off guard. And then they're scrambling. And it just, it opened up... If I were Naomi Osaka, and she's 23 years old now, there's been a lot made of her age. She has been in the spotlight for a long time, including going back as a teenager. However, at 23... It's in there some semblance of, you know what, I should address this beforehand with the organizers of the French Open. Maybe we can come to a compromise And are we here.
3: sure they didn't know it beforehand? Are
1: we sure there was no conversations had? They certainly reacted as if they did not get a heads up about this.
3: But isn't there rules in place of saying you have to talk mm-hmm.
1: for yeah, this long Yeah, it's policy. Where this is the consequence? Mm-hmm. And that's what... So that should be it, though. Credit to Osaka. She said she'd take the fine. Okay, and she take the subsequent fines. She was uh, fined $15,000 for her first missed press conference that everybody knew was coming, and the conversation was on. And uh, there were some detractors. There were some supporters. I don't think it needed to result, though, in Naomi Osaka no longer being in the French show. How did we get there? This is the leap I'm missing. Is How did we get from, she said, I'll take the,
3: Naomi said, I'll take the $15,000 mm-hmm. fine. Yep. So, so then she missed the press conference, right? Yeah. And they find her, and then she got mad and
1: left. What happened? It is because Roland Garros, the U.S. Open, Wimbledon, and the Australian Open all sent out warnings to Osaka over the weekend preemptive warnings that if this continues at our tournaments, then expect possibly greater fines and even expulsion from the tournament. So what Osaka did was she saw that, especially from the Roland Garros end, and said, hey, I'm going to make this easy on you. I'm gone. Yeah, you need, she
3: pulled the you need me more than I need so you. So I guess
1: who's more at fault, though, for this falling out? Is it Osaka for not meeting her media responsibility? And let's be clear, that's what it is. It's a responsibility. Nothing has changed from the time she entered professional tennis to last weekend or last week when she made the social media post that she was not going but to meet the press. they have the guidelines,
3: press. though. That's the thing. They have guidelines. They have a punishment set. And she was what? With- if the punishment was, if you, if the punishment beforehand was, if you don't meet with the media, we're gonna have you expelled from the competition. We're not gonna let you play anymore. That's her decision to make. They had their rules. You don't make rules unless you're gonna. Like one thing I've learned as a parent, as a teacher, as a manager, if you make rules, stick by them. You can't alter them. Yeah, you can't ignore them, and you can't alter them. If there are rules in place, follow those rules. Don't back yourself into a corner, and that's what they did. They made rules. She said, fine, I don't care. I'll take the punishment. I know what the punishment is. You can't then up it because that punishment doesn't scare the person. They
1: did not need to push it. They did not need to push it. and It's it-
3: unfair of them to push it, I think, because the rules were in place, she, and she attacked it as, all right, well, if it's $15,000, I'm making X amount of money, I'm going to get rid of the, how, how many matches would it be, like seven matches? Mm-hmm. Something. If so if she made a deep run. $100,000 in the deep run, which she'd make a lot more
1: if she made that deep run. I- I'm willing to take that loss. I am curious about the hypothetical, though, and uh, this does get a bit into, I think, profile. Men's game to women's game. If Rafael Nadal or Roger Federer both said, we're not meeting with the media, we're having mental health issues, do you think Roland Garros threatens to possibly expel them from the tournament? Do you think that that actually happens? Do you think they would go to that place, beloved men's champions? Do you think so? I don't know. I, don't know I have a hard much... time believing they would. I think this is a double standard you think it's like towards a, Naomi Osaka. We can, we
3: can bully the younger We can bully female.
1: the 23-year-old female who is, is, does not have a command in front of the mic. We've seen it like the men do, the popular Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer. But Naomi Osaka also, she went into this just saying, oh, by the way, I'm not doing this. And that's not how... And, and, and I am... T- Totally sensitive to the mental illness struggle she is having. I totally get it, but you can't, as a professional, walk in and say, "I'm not doing this." Why not? Sorry, and leave them hanging. Why not? Because it is a responsibility. to come ha- up with a solution. But they, why?
3: They had they had their solution. How if about they, they said, if you miss it, you're going to be fined fifteen thousand dollars. Let's
1: listen to to, to Chris Everett. She a uh, tennis legend. She was on Good Morning America, and she was discussing what sort of things possibly could have been put in place uh, to help Naomi Osaka instead of saying, nope, I'm not doing this and turning your back because I, me, my belief is my belief is that athletes should meet with the media. They, they should League. meet with the media. There needs to be a level of accountability that exists In a multi-million dollar sport, especially the biggest stars. And so this was Chris Everett talking about Naomi Osaka on Good Morning America.
2: Most importantly, hope that Naomi's okay and that she gets the support that she needs. It's interesting because, you know, I really respect Naomi for being a spokesperson. And she has been the darling of the media. That's what makes this really interesting. Um, The media have really built her up and have, have helped her brand very, very much. Um, you know, on the one side, I'm, I have so much sympathy for her. On the other side of the coin is that the press is very instrumental uh, in the growth of the game. And I think it's very crucial to tennis. I think it's, it's it brings stories to the fans. It dissects matches. I think these press conferences are a responsibility to the players.
1: I would agree. I completely agree with that. And perhaps there's a moderator that could have gotten involved. Perhaps there's a number of, a select number of media members that you get to participate well, she, in these press she goes conferences. On, she
3: goes on to, if you're okay, I'm going to call for yeah. the second one. Yeah, on yeah, yeah group, that's fine. Let's she it. goes on to explain ways that maybe they can change things a little bit. But I want to talk back to your original point when we're done with
2: this. I think it's time to take a, a closer look at the structure of these press conferences to make them more comfortable and healthier. For the players, maybe limit them to 15, 20 minutes. Maybe check the credentials of the press a little bit better. Maybe put a monitor um, or a moderator in there to really field the questions. And remember, these athletes are teenagers and early, in their early 20s, and they can't cope with what a 45, 50 year old golfer can cope with. You know, you have the, the press really have to have some compassion and some respect. For the questions that they ask, because it's really putting a lot of the players off. I am. I am not uh,
1: ignorant to the fact that there is press, there is media that they're just digging and looking to throw daggers at athletes. Okay, but also it is so easy, and we see it now in every walk of society, especially in this country. It's so so easy to just say, "Uh, blame the media, bleep the media, the media." Fake news, all this garbage, just take a dump on the media. That is not at its core what the press is for. And in sports, that is not what the press is for. And for Naomi Osaka to just blast out social media post, hey, I'm not doing this, without trying to come up with an alternative, without trying to come up with a common understanding and a common ground, like that is... That's as much on her as it is on the French Open. The French Open and Roland Garros pushed too hard to threaten expulsion. Absolutely. And if I was Naomi Osaka, I'd say, "Bleep! But I don't need the money. I'll leave too. Uh, I, I, go deal with your own uh, your, your field without me in it." But. It's a bit, it was a bit of an oversight and I think a little immature of Naomi Osaka not to seek out a common ground understanding with Roland Garros before this. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. How should Naomi Osaka have handled the French Open and quite simply, should athletes have to speak with the media after games and after matches? Make
3: it a requirement
1: if it's a requirement. There's two things in in running
3: an organization you can't do. One, you can't set rules that you're not going to be able to back up. Two, if you set parameters and then people follow within those parameters, you can't be mad that they did so. The parameters for her were with $15,000. She was doing that. They can't then be mad and be like, well, that didn't scare you enough. We need to do something else. You set those parameters. So, so she's following the guidelines
1: set by okay. the, the employer. Uh, and that, and I, I'm with you. The, the French Open pushed too hard, and they moved the goalpost. That's not right. But this all could have been avoided as well if Nami Osaka had a bit of foresight and tried to work with Roland Garros as opposed to just, this is how it's going to be, put her foot down. Why does she have to do that? If she put out the statement saying she didn't it's want to talk to the responsibility. Her responsibility,
3: and if she didn't. Fulfill it, she'd get fined. Okay. And she was okay with that. But they, I know... They came back. If there so is, why are you putting it on Naomi and not the organization? If there is
1: a place that has been good to me, and there is a sport where I am making my livelihood, and one of my jobs... She's been good to them and made them money, too. Coquel, if I came in one day, and after the show, and you and I work very closely on a daily basis, even outside of this show, we do a lot of production, we do it's a gross. lot of different radio oh. things. But if I, if I walked in here one day, and I said hey, uh, just a heads up, I, I, I'm not going to uh, do this for the week. I'm not going to do this for the week. I respect it, and I understand its importance, but I'm not going to do this for the week. I don't think that would be received particularly well, and that's sort of the way that Naimi Osaka went about it. And again, I'm not trying to but crush somebody. But
3: again, there's guidelines in place. I guarantee if either one of us said we weren't going to do our responsibilities outside of the show, the comparable thing to a fine to be, all right, well, then you're not on the show. You wouldn't be on the show for the week. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it would be. You'd have to fall into the guidelines that were agreed upon. Whatever your contract with Stephanie Prince, our boss is. And that's all she did.
1: She followed those guidelines. How should Naomi Osaka have handled the French Open? Or maybe she handled it perfectly. Maybe you think she did what she had to do. She had the leverage there, and she put down the gauntlet. How should Naomi Osaka have handled the French Open? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And at its simplest, simplest form, should athletes have to speak to the media? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And again, I am trying to be as as sensitive to the mental illness topic as I can be. Like, I get it. I understand. it. And especially someone who has social anxiety, that is a miserable situation to be in. I'm sure when you're a high-profile athlete. But to simply just dismiss, to simply... And Naomi Osaka withdrew because of the French Open, pushing, moving the goalpost on their punishment, okay? That was wrong. That was wrong. And these warnings from the other Grand Slam events, that's wrong. But let's not act like it is so one-sided and Naomi Osaka is just ultimate villain. And the press, uh, Naomi Osaka is is completely innocent. And uh, there's only one villain in all of this. And the press is villainous as well for wanting to, God forbid, talk to the top women's player on the planet. 888-760-3776, 760 3776 Let's go to Port St. Lucie. Uh, Coquel sent me Ted. Is this Ted? Yes, it is. All right. Coquel was right. I didn't know coming off a three-day weekend uh, how sharp Coquel was going to be, so he's uh, he's one for one now. Ted, what do you got for us?
4: Well, I just think with the with the media, I mean, it's more. It seems like to me, with like the media is making it more about them than the athlete. I mean, obviously, yes, you know the media is there, but it's about the athlete, man. They're the show, not the media.
1: The the media, though, and this is it, it This is an entire industry, though, and the industry is built off of. Getting information, but also telling stories, and so what Chris Everett, what she said on Good Morning America today is extremely correct when she says that, hey, I mean the media has done a a very important job of making Naomi Osaka, uh, into a bit of what she is as a brand. Like the play obviously speaks for itself, but the brand and the way she gets covered. Like that's important for her. There's got to be a little give and take, and you can't just tell one industry, "Sorry, not going to happen." When that industry is is and has been built around a responsibility from the athlete, it's just it's tough to to immediately make that declaration and say, "Well, that's so."
4: I mean, I get it, but at the end of the day, she earned what she earned. She's a she's it's, they made her, but she made herself. She's the best women's tennis player. I mean, that's all of her hard work. And the media just benefits off the fact that she is so good. But, so, Ted, let's. I mean, I let's guess there's a little bit of give and take there. There is
1: give and take. And again, like the French Open, pushing it to maybe we'll just expel you, that's bull bleep. Like, that's garbage. And so I, I respect Nami Osaka for putting it back on them and saying, hey, I'm out. Deal with it. So that she did the right thing there. And she can because she has the money, she has the prestige to do something like that. But who are your teams, Ted, or at least one of your teams? What's your What's your favorite team?
4: Uh, Dallas Cowboys.
1: Okay, so uh, Mike McCarthy, and man, Cowboys fans, I, I mean, especially. <laughs> like, where are you, would you, does Mike McCarthy have to address the uh, the media after every game, do you think? Do you think Dak Prescott has to address the media after every game? I
4: mean, as a Cowboy fan, I would say yes, I would agree on you on that, so I guess, yeah. Because I mean, it's accountability. You as a fan, yeah, we'll, we'll you put your,
1: yeah. You put your time, your effort, your money into it. You want some accountability. That's that's the only point I'm making about media and their access to players and athletes after games and matches. This is something that fans fans dictate the market. But and the then media, make it a
3: requirement.
1: Make it a requirement. Which it is. That's the and, whole issue that well, how the Osaka
3: thing came about because it is a requirement. With a punishment of fifteen thousand dollars. Make it a requirement of, if you don't do it, you're out of the tournament. That's the thing. Set your guidelines, what you want. I have no problem. If they wanted to say talking to the media is part of your job but you are not allowed to do this job, then that's the expectation. You can choose another profession if you want. But what I have the problem with is you set the expectation of you talk to the media or you get fined $15,000. And then that wasn't good enough when the player went along with it. Your expectations.
1: How do you feel Naomi Osaka handled her situation at the French Open? Was she entirely right the whole time? Could she have done it better pre tournament when she decided not to meet with the media? Could they have come to a common ground with the media availability? And also, should athletes have to speak to the media? Period. So, Naomi Osaka, a couple of questions here. Are you okay with how she handled the French Open? And should athletes have to speak to the media? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweet at ESPN West Palm. We'll talk with Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys later on in the show. We'll talk to him about Osaka and about athletes and media responsibilities. Uh, He is our sports law and sports agent insider here on Ken Levick Alive. And, hey, I want to tell you because this weekend – uh, it was hot. I mean, it was brutally hot. I would walk outside at 11 a.m. and I'm like, this is miserable. And I'm like, what if my air conditioning went out? That would be because, Coquel, you've been there. I've been there. We don't think about our air conditioning until it's, until until right. it's gone. Nope. And then you're like, oh, uh, what do I do? And thankfully, EDS exists. EDS handles residential and commercial air conditioning, AC and plumbing services. We're talking service and maintenance. The new system installs indoor air quality is of utmost importance and the interior plumbing and water heaters maintenance plans. They have them all for you with EDS family owned and operated serving Palm Beach County since 2006. They're celebrating 15 years in the business this year and you don't want to wait when you have an air conditioning emergency, especially in the summer South Florida heat Most AC companies are going four- to six-hour appointment windows. EDS, it's two, a two-hour appointment window, so you're not being held hostage all day in your steamy home. Licensed and insured, drug-free workplace, and EDS is a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. EDS, make sure that you're getting a hold of EDS for your air conditioning and plumbing needs. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick, and we return. Kyrie Irving, and the Celtics logo. That was the battle of the weekend. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.
0: You are listening to Ken Levick live. Call the show now at 888 760 3776. Here's Ken and Coquel.
1: The best thing about a long weekend is that it's a short week, it's our Monday, Tuesday. Here on Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Don't forget to subscribe to the Ken Levick Alive podcast Wherever you get your podcast Numbers are good They keep going up We're rolling Coquel. Hey did you notice a best of the week podcast this weekend For your Memorial Day pleasure The brand new addition to the Ken Levick Alive podcast That's right The podcast what are we calling it? Best of the week. Okay, we put a lot of thought into that. The best of the week. So it comes right to your phone right after we wrap up, and on Sundays, Ken a live featuring Coquel podcast. <laughs> Some Sundays, I kind of just throw that if I have a free minute. When Coquel is able to get away from his kids, we'll have a best of the week podcast. Uh, so this weekend, actually yesterday. So yesterday being Memorial Day Monday, obviously there is a. Um, there is something in the the workout circles. It's really a, a, a CrossFit oh, thing. Oh boy, here it's, we go. It's called the, the Murph. The Murph workout or the Murph, right, Coquel? And what this is is it is a tribute to uh, a Navy SEAL who was killed in combat in 2005, and his favorite workout, per the the story, uh, was a combination of 300 squats, uh, 200 push-ups. 100 pull-ups and then a uh a a mile run on on either end in a 20 pound weight vest and so i did a version of that yesterday and i was proud of myself and i knocked it out in about 56 57 minutes got it done i put three and a half miles we get
3: it listen that's very nice to honor someone for that but Stop making it all about yourself. Well, all okay. of you, all of you CrossFit people, stop making it about you. It's not the Murph is not the Levitka. <laughs> I don't need to see Ken's nipples on my Instagram, right. but that on a does, Sunday morning, Monday does, morning.
1: That does bring me to this, and I suppose this is more of a question for guys, um, but ladies, you can jump in on this as as well, of course. Or all you right. can tweet us pictures every Coach Ken. Is it? Um, <laughs> uh, it was that kind of weekend, huh? Is it? Um, and you can kill the music too. We don't need that. No, I anymore. wanted that. I'll I'll produce the show. You talk. I do the music. Okay, because you're boring me, and I need this to get me going. All right. So, anyways, so I posted a a, a photo of me on Instagram uh, flexing, and it was a shirtless picture. Oh, and you were flexing for whatever reason. For whatever, shut up. For whatever reason, here at ESPN West Palm, anytime I do something like that, and I I I don't mean to brag, but I am I am fit and I, I I look good. I mean, Coquel, when you saw me at the uh, South Florida Fair a couple of weeks ago, and you saw me like wearing shorts and T-shirt, you didn't think it was me at first, because why? Because you were in good shape. Yep. Again, I
3: never should have told, told you this story. Okay, but let me get this straight. Look at me. Look at my eyes. See my eyes? <laughs> like I tell my kids, eyes. Eyes. Look at my eyes. Okay you look better with your shirt on <laughs> than you did with your shirt off with your little patch of belly button hair and your two okay. nipple hair spots, okay? Right, I don't fine. need to see
1: all that. All right. I don't need it on my Instagram But that's feed. you. So when is it, is it ever appropriate? Because here at ESPN West Palm, anytime I put up, it's okay uh, to see like bikini shots and things like that. But as soon as yes. Ken puts up a shirtless picture after a strenuous workout and he's proud of himself, all of a sudden I know that people talk around here I know they make comments around here at least Coquel had the guts to actually like directly message me and make fun of me okay and if I knew how to make that public on Instagram I'm not good at Instagram <laughs> I would have done it <laughs> but I even checked your Twitter to see if I quote tweet <laughs> the picture but it wasn't on your Twitter you could have just like screenshot yeah it and I'm not, put I'm it not it gonna okay good I and I appreciate I mean it. there's a harassment rule we have an it's HR true, program true. Um, but I I'm proud of what I did with that Murph workout and I'm definitely no slouch when it comes to kind of being cut up and having muscled Definition. I want to show that off. I want, to be, I want people to know that I'm proud about that. Is it When is it appropriate for guys to post shirtless pictures of themselves on social media? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Very is sexist it, of you, by the when way. When is it appropriate? But ladies can jump in on this, too, because I'm sure there's ladies who either, A, like it or don't like it. And they should be able to post pictures, too, if they want <laughs> <laughs> or tweet him at Real but Coach K. DMs the, are well, open. That speaks to the different, the double standard of of social media. Because I I would agree, but those also violate terms of social. So media.
3: So why why do I have to look at your nipples? Why isn't that because that violated not, my terms? Or I'm not something. saying
1: it's right. I'm not saying it's right, but. Uh, when is it? When is it appropriate? Is it appropriate for men to post shirtless pictures of themselves on social media, like I did on Instagram yesterday? Very proud of myself, but it was met with—I mean, within minutes—backlash from Coquel
3: yesterday. How does your wife feel about your attempts at thirst traps?
1: Fine, she's fine with it. She, she, she's not mad. She's about fine it? with it. No, no, no. She—I mean, uh, she, I, I belong to her. She's not worried about it. I mean, these pictures though and, and it's not but just why you can, why can fighters do it why can because you're, you're a radio why dope? can't i i also have muscle definition and uh, i i at in places least can pull it off in Come places on, you have you muscle see, definition like, the, the bicep i've done a lot of work on the biceps you don't have hulk hogan's
3: pythons let's just put it that way. i'm also five six
1: i mean i just i don't need to see it
3: in my morning i'm trying to eat breakfast and there's your nipples in my face I don't need your nipples in my face. Then don't look at it. It's on my
1: screen, it's then on my phone. Then don't follow me on Instagram. I don't care. I have to for
3: show reasons, for work, if anything, I feel harassed. And I'm also tired of all you CrossFit nitwits showing me your workout. If you want to work out to get in shape, great, do it. I don't need to see it. And the fact that you guys took this fallen soldier's memory as an excuse to post thirst traps and show how hard you work, like you're th- disgusting. It was disgusting behavior. CrossFit <laughs> is disgusting.
0: What <laughs> a broad they, brush.
3: Well, they just took they took a fallen soldiers to show off like, her, look at me. I did the Murph in 57 minutes. Ah. Like you're just trying to brag and you're using that excuse to try to send out thirst traps. No one but cares. What about if, no
1: one's thirsty. What about if I was by the pool and took a shirtless photo and posted it to social media? It depends. Is that more appropriate if for you? Does that just, make you
3: feel better? If you're in the pool playing with your kids and there happens to be a picture with your shirt off, great. But if you're tanning in a deep thought with your finger on your chin, like <laughs> but I did not do that though. You basically you did. About? You might
1: as well have. When is it appropriate for dudes to post pictures of them shirtless themselves? Because this was a selfie. This was me. This was me posting this to Instagram. All right, I do need to be. I do need to actually be up front about something though, too, Coquel. So I said that's a picture of me posting it to my social media. It was a selfie. It wasn't truly a selfie. Because you want to know what I did? I made my four-year-old daughter take the oh, picture Oh, <laughs>
3: not even your wife? She's going to have nightmares about that. Daddy used to make me take topless uh, shirts of
1: him. Uh, like, do I have to call protective services? Uh, but she, I mean, it was a great, she did a great job. I have she to did, say. She did, actually. She did but do a good job. My four-year-old did take that uh, that picture. Now, Saying that makes me feel a little uneasy it's about creepy. the entire it's thing. It's creepy. Um, but it, I, it was me posting a shirtless picture of me. That's the parameter for this. When is it appropriate for dudes to post pictures of themselves shirtless on social media? Guys, ladies, you can all weigh in. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Leo in
4: Riviera Beach. Hey, Leo. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. uh I'd have to say, Ken, that might be a new low with the four-year-old, but, uh, <laughs> Come on, you know, I, mean, I wouldn't the put it past say, you.
1: The more I say it, the, the less I feel good about it. We'll put it that way, okay? Like, in the moment, I'm like, this will be awesome, and now that I've actually talked about it, like, I feel kind of dirty about it.
4: Well, at least at least you have a conscience that, that, <laughs> that we one, have so. established
1: that right exactly. that's a positive thing it, when is when is it appropriate for for dudes to post pictures of themselves shirtless on social media, Leo like what is the the rule for this because I I feel like I've put a lot of work in and I'm fine putting it out there even if people around here at ESPN West Palm want to whisper 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 in the in the background and Coquel wants to act like he's he's dry heaving during breakfast. what are the rules behind this, Leo? <laughs>
4: Uh, I would just say, you know, it has to be in moderation. Like, you can't be posting daily thirst traps. (laughs) You can't be just acting like it's nonchalant thirst trap (laughs) where it's like, Oh, I was just picking up this gallon of milk, and my <laughs> bicep was yeah. flexing, so now I'm going to post a picture. Well, all right, but you so, can't do stuff like Leo, that. Leon,
1: that brings me to this, because last year on my birthday, I went on a hike with my kids up in Orlando, and there was a picture of me, and I was wearing a, uh, a tank top, and I'm holding my four-year-old daughter, and it's one of my favorite pictures ever, because it shows my arm like totally ripped up to a point where I posted it, not because it was a good scene with my daughter, but it, because my arm looked awesome in the picture. So I sorta of see where you're coming from on that. I'm on Ken's yeah, no. Instagram. I, hold on, Leo, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm on Ken's yeah. Instagram and out of the first fifteen pictures, five of them he's shirtless. But it was in moderation. It's been in moderation of what is the time the that? I don't care. Why are you Look at me. I'm on a kid's slide. You're not trying to show your kid's birthday. (laughs) You're just showing Uh, off your nipples again. Uh, Leo. And you have very weirdly little nipples. Hey, stop making us late, Leo. I appreciate the call. 888-760-3776. Social media rules for dudes posting pictures of themselves shirtless on social media. 888-760-3776. I can do a push-up with my daughter on his back. 776. My next picture is going to be me shirtless posing by my Kia K5 GT. one I'd like to see. (laughs) I got a Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. They put me in a car. They're going to put you in an automobile as well. Even if you have terrible credit. I hear so much can I can't get a car you talk about Greenway Kia all the time but how am I going to get an automobile my credit's terrible i got to drive my clunker no, no 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 if you have bad credit the credit clinic at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach has your back local bank representatives are there on site to grant special approval to consumers who meet a certain minimum criteria if you have a job bringing home 350 a week the credit clinic at Greenway Kia West Palm wants to approve you it's that simple and there's the 2021 Kia Forte zero down payment only 265 a month I'm telling telling you, they are going to go above and beyond to make sure they can put you in an automobile at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. And if you mention this, it gets even better. You receive a flat-screen TV with your new Kia purchase. That's it. I told them, guys, they're going to take advantage of you. They said, it's okay, so go to Greenway Kia West Palm Beach and take advantage of them and tell them I sent you. And I told them and told you to take advantage of them. Palm Beach.com. Damn it, do I love my blue... Greenway, Kia... K5GT. If you buy a Greenway Kia and, and tweet kind of picture at KLV1063, <laughs> yeah. he will send you back shirtless <laughs> pictures. Yes, exactly. Yes. buy If you get a car from Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, I will myself send you a shirtless <laughs> picture of myself. Great call, Coquel. Cal. That's branding. When we come back, Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. He is our sports law insider, our sports agent insider. Has uh, Naomi Osaka open a Pandora's box with the media. And what do we do with these fans running on the court that's next he's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick I'm live on ESPN 106.3 spend your lunch
0: with Ken by calling 888-760-3776 it's Ken LaVica Live. presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program here's Ken Levicka and Chris Coquel
1: now Coquel, one thing I'll give you is that those kip-up push-ups at CrossFit are, are pull-ups are not real pull-ups are they the ones where
3: people are swinging yeah, around on the yeah. bar and not uh, actually doing work?
1: Crossfitters, the kip-up kip pull-ups are not pull-ups. All right, let's just make that abundantly clear. And
3: right I now. love when I see CrossFit people have back issues.
1: It's my favorite. It's my favorite. My favorite Don't thing is, like that. is to follow someone who does CrossFit, watch
3: them throw weight around not properly, and then hear about the complaint about their backs. It's my favorite. You are. I, I hope all of you have back issues. You are every, every CrossFitter you're ever. Are vile. Unless Pat
1: Lawler does CrossFit, then I love them. You are completely vile. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel, is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. That's your pathway to the sports industry. 2020 graduate Andrew Parker has taken a job with the Jaguars for this season. Account manager for group sales. So it's Tim Tebow, Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, and Andrew Parker. Getting his MBA in Sport Management at FAU. You can be like Andrew. You can find a job in the sports industry with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. And it's an appropriate transition because an adjunct professor the fau MBA Sport Management Program is a man who joins us every Tuesday around this time. on Ken Levick Alive. He's our sports agent insider, our sports law insider. He is Pat Lawler from Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com. To up.com. Uh Pat, real quick, uh, shirtless photos on social media. Dudes putting shirtless photos of themselves on social media. I did it this weekend after a tough workout. I was proud of what I did. I've got the muscle definition right now to pull it off. Your thoughts on that? When is it appropriate for dudes to post shirtless pictures of themselves on social
4: media? Very simple, Ken. You put in the work, you get the part. Yes! Uh,
3: ah. What about my breakfast? I don't want to look at Ken's nipple and eat my Cheerios. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you're going to put, you're gonna have to put little, like, flowers on there some of these Instagram <laughs> uh, posts. Oh, man, that that's, is what a you good, need, that's what you need to that's do. That's a
1: great call, actually. Um, uh, so we started talking about Naomi Osaka, and I think you know where I fall on this from a pure media standpoint. Athletes have a responsibility to meet with the media. Uh, I think that there's an accountability factor that makes the press important. Does the press always do a great job? No. Are they important? <laughs> Yes, we talked about this last week. Now, Naomi Osaka has withdrawn from the French Open because the French Open uh, threatened to expel her from the tournament for not meeting with the media. If athletes continue to follow suit, should leagues have the right to threaten suspensions more so than just fines if no, it's the NBA or it's Major League Baseball or it's the NFL? Just using that as an example, should leagues continue to push and push and push and move the punishment goalpost? Um, like the French Open did with Nami Osaka, there is, a, is there a potential problem there with that?
4: No, it's, it's real simple, Kemp. In the team sports, they have collective bargaining. Uh, NFL requires NFLPA and every other league. That's something you bargain. You can bargain for restrictions. maybe have a team rep that comes out on different days. Uh, I'm a big fan of the, of the press. I think if they do it respectfully. They need to get their information to write their stories. But that's something that's been negotiated. And the individual like uh, Osaka, I mean, she entered in there and part of the WTA and the ATP, they have contracts with these particular tournaments that they, one of the requirements is they have to come to the press. Nobody wants to go do an interview after you played probably the worst uh, match of your life or have had a terrible game where you missed a game winning field goal. But how many times have you seen that those people come up in the ultimate respect not only of the fans but of the press and fellow players? It's a tough call, but... It's negotiated. If you don't like it, renegotiate.
1: Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. He has extensive uh, experience as a sports agent, particularly some of the biggest stars in the NFL, and he joins us every single week here on uh, Ken Levick Alive Law Learn Associates personal injury attorneys get a free consultation for all of uh, your personal injury needs whether it's a slip and fall or any type of accident that's wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com Uh we saw last night another fan instance in the NBA this time in Washington a fan without any sort of resistance running onto the floor finally being tackled as he was exiting the floor you had the water bottle thrown at Kyrie Irving uh In Boston, you had the popcorn on Russell Westbrook. Uh, This has been really, really messy. And, of course, the spitting on Trey Young at Madison Square Garden. Are leagues going to be forced to ratchet up potential punishments for fans or even full arenas? Where does this end up going here, Pat?
4: I think you have to. Uh, When you disrespect the player, and the NBA is pretty much more open to fan access. I mean, they're right there on court side than really... Any other sport besides maybe golf or something? The other one have parameters such as fences, football, et cetera. So basketball has has always tended to be that sport where you had the Ron Artest issue. But they need to put as part of the ticket you purchase that if you are subject to significant fines, and put it on there, loss of tickets as well as I mean throwing the popcorn, spitting—that's a battery. That's criminal. Uh-huh. Charge them criminally. Uh-huh. I mean, charge them criminally. Will it deter other fans from doing stuff? Maybe, maybe not. But I guarantee you, those fans who did that were probably had some issues leading up to that, like yelling loudly, rude, doing stuff. And I think that beef up to security because people are people are have pent up anger because of the whole Corona thing. And you've seen it on planes. You've seen it everywhere, yeah. Ken. And it, it's spilling off to the uh, the sports arenas.
1: Yeah, it is. It's wildly unnecessary. And let's, let's wrap with this, uh, because it is June 1st, and this is where uh, salary cap hits in the NFL are severely lessened, whether it's Julio Jones or now Aaron Rodgers, and it's much easier to acquire these superstars now and not take as big a hit with the salary cap, uh, you're the agent of Julio Jones, or you're Aaron Rodgers' agent, and uh, there could be a trade looming now, a, a a major magnitude trade. What are you telling your rep, your guys right now that you rep?
4: Well, I think the situation we've been telling the whole time is that, obviously, if they don't want to be there, you're trying to figure out the avenue for them to go. You can't have any tampering, per se, because they're still in their contract. But, obviously, there's discussions with various entities. Um I personally, they're both going to leave. I think Aaron Rodgers, the money that they're going to save, over $22 million after the June 1st deadline, is huge. It's just a matter of what you want to give up in terms of draft picks. I think they're just finding the team that it would fit and trying to work it out because Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be there. Um, He's going to leave, as well as Julio Jones is absolutely going to leave. So it's a good situation for the agents just to try and figure out what would work at certain teams.
1: Uh, Pat, uh, who goes first, Aaron Rodgers or Julio Jones, or do neither of them get traded?
4: I think they both get traded. I personally think that uh, I think that Aaron Rodgers goes first. I, I really do. I think Julio is. Uh, I think his price for first rounder right now is a little too high uh, for teams. Um, it, plus, his hit on the cap and what they want him to pay the fifteen million dollars of his salary. But I think if you can get Aaron Rodgers, a team get him. He's still got three or four more good years left in him. Yep,
1: Yeah, and uh, he's a defending MVP. That is, uh, I'm with you. That's yeah. inarguable at this point. Pat, appreciate it. Really good to talk to you to uh, to get things started this week for us on a short week, and we'll do it again next Tuesday, okay?
4: All right, guys. Take care. Watch those nipples. (laughs) Pat Lawler.
1: Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. He will never have a better walk-off than that. The nipple walk-off for Pat Lawler. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. When you're injured in an accident, it's not only scary, but the aftermath can be completely overwhelming, and that's why you need help, trusted help. And that's where Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, come in With uh, just a ton of combined experience, we're talking nearly three decades. Lawler & Associates helps clients get you the compensation they deserve, period. Whether it's automobile, boat or motorcycle accidents, slip and fall, or any personal injury matter, Lawler & Associates have the expertise, the resources, and the want to help. Visit Lawler & Associates at WantToLawyerUp.com for a free consultation. That's WantToLawyerUp.com. The response is to... When it's appropriate for dudes to post shirtless photos of themselves on social media, are pouring in on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. I, over the weekend, posted a shirtless photo of myself after a workout flexing that my <coughs> four-year-old daughter took. And uh, Coquel was disgusted by it yep. while he ate breakfast. It's been a bit hit and miss. I got a lot of replies with the the fire emoji. I got some of the celebration-like confetti Emoji, and then I got from Coquel, yuck. And now I'm getting a little bit of pushback on social media and a little bit of pushback from all of you. Was it inappropriate of me, and when is it appropriate for a dude to post a shirtless picture of himself on social media? He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. It's Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Presented by
0: FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like...
1: This is an open call for any athlete that wants to start stomping on logos. I say, stop away. Stop away, baby. I'd love to see that become a common thing, a typical celebration. Hey, in Major League Baseball, you hit a home run. If a team has their logo behind the plate, go start ripping up the grass that it's painted on. In the NBA, you hit a big shot. Stomp on that logo and the NFL, pull a T.O., run all the way to the star, and spike it on the star. Do it. And if you think that your logo, your team's logo, is a sacred piece of art, you're just a flat-out dope.
3: We got in trouble when I was the head coach of Olympic Heights because we used to carry a flag with us to every game, and we'd plant the flag right in the middle of their logo. Yeah. And the principal of West Boca, or... Maybe not West Boca, probably shouldn't have called them out. Anyway, Principal <laughs> West Boca called our principal and told us we couldn't do it, so I had the kids run out and put it right next to it. And then, of course, we won the game on a last-second field goal, first time in school history beating West Boca. What does one of my knucklehead kids do? He grabbed the flag and planted that yeah. son of a gun right dab in the middle.
1: See, it's awesome. If you're going to have a rivalry, have a rivalry. Celtics fans, what do you think Kyrie Irving owes you? Oh, but he played for us. He should appreciate No, he's not on the Celtics anymore. He's, he called you out for being racist three days he ago. He stepped on a piece of wood. A little cartoon. Right. Leprechaun. He's Lucky a, Charms guy. And I I who whoever needs to hear this, please open your ears. Leprechauns, not real. Mm. He didn't feel anything. That's the
3: beta. I've seen the movie The Leprechaun. They're real and they're scary.
1: That movie holds up from a terror standpoint. Does it? Yeah. I'm totally. Watch it. But Kyrie Irving did nothing wrong. In fact, I want to see more of that. That's good. And it certainly Certainly did not deserve to have a full water bottle thrown at him. Right? Yeah, like you're you're the worst if you think that. And if you think that your logo is infallible and shouldn't be touched, you're just you're just kinda dopey. Ken alive featuring Coquel. I hope Trey Young tomorrow night stomps all over the Knicks logo. Ooh, that's like all over. That feels kinda over, right? That yeah, it's done.
3: That's why I'm yeah. hoping maybe it'll start a fight and the Knicks have a shot to win. Well,
1: tomorrow you can watch Trey Young eliminate the Knicks at Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. Go check out one of their huge uh, flat-screen TVs. Have some of their delicious in-house crafted beer. And make sure to check out their full menu. It's the newest craft brewery in Palm Beach County. It is taking over North Palm Beach. U.S. 1, just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard. I was there last week. Delicious, delicious, delicious. Coquel swears by the coffee stout there that they make in-house. That's Stormhouse Brewing. Go check out the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. My Islanders! My Islanders overtime victory. You're Islanders. You're no longer a Panthers guy, apparently. <laughs> That's a wrap. Uh, and by the way, congratulations to Josh the owner over there. Uh, his beloved Chelsea winning the Champions League on Saturday. Stormhouse Brewing. Again, just south of US one or south of PJ Boulevard on US one in North Palm Beach. A craft brewery with a full menu, Stormhouse Brewing. When is it appropriate to post shirtless photos of yourself on social media? I did it over the weekend. It was met with much consternation from Chris Coquel. Fox Sports Adam Amin tweets, I'm in the best shape of my life, and it would likely take incredible circumstances for me to feel comfortable posting a shirtless photo. That's a mark against me. He's professional. Don Evans says, Only at the beach. Voss749 tweets, Family pictures at the beach, maybe. Steven G. Smith tweets, As a dude, you post shirtless pictures of yourself as an infant, maybe. Psychopath. At your own
3: wake, you're a little okay. Yeah, you're
1: a little bit of an infant, though. That kind of works out. I am five six and like one thirty seven. Right now, at last check, Harry minimum. When you're built like Tim Tebow, bro, he is stacked. Yo. Ooh, uh, Patrick Claiborne, Whenever you want, post those photos. I agree, Patrick Jensen Jennings tweets documenting a weight loss journey or a family vacation. Ben Manton says only on the solstices. Well, that's coming up. So good, uh, and then uh, David Hale Who tweeted. Says that? A, I don't know. David Hale tweeted me a photo of a shirtless Steve Spurrier. So that's the reaction that we've gotten on Twitter. You
3: just don't do it as a man. You should not be doing it as a female. At Real Coach K on Twitter, <laughs>
1: DMs <laughs> are open. You are so dangerous. All right, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Well, I will be. Coquel. that still <laughs> remains to be seen. Yeah. We'll do it tomorrow on a Wednesday. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. We've been live on ESPN 106.3. Farewell.